Yes. Hello and welcome to the Football Podcast. I am your host as well today with three guests, with two returning guests and the new guest in Musa. I start off with bro. How are you doing? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Uh, yeah, you know, football is going on, so life is still good. So yeah, that's pretty uh-huh. much it, man. Uh, that's good, that's awesome. Dan, how are you doing, my guy? Um, I'm good, bro. Just waiting for the EPL to get back. Otherwise, life is a bit boring right now. But otherwise, I'm good, bro. I'm good. Uh, calm, calm. And the man who's always in my mentions every single day. <laughs> get me on the show. Get me on the show. Tino, he's back. What's going yeah. on? Back again. Like I never did. Um, I'm all right. I'm just nervous because United's played Sevilla tonight. So, yeah. Oh, it's tough. By the way, by the way, I yeah, my boy. <laughs> Lost coming. <laughs> just no, I won't be on Twitter. So you, can, you can app me all you want. I uh, just, I don't reply to mentions. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, I've actually forgotten that you guys are playing severe. But yeah, um, yeah, um, that's good to hear that everyone's alright. Everyone's doing well. Um, just to start off this thing, um, yeah. Just brief discussion about this week's games. Um, Leon versus Juventus. Um, the GOAT, Ronaldo, goes out of the Champions League. Um, at this stage, I can really see people want to call me out. Um, yeah, uh, shock is out there. Um, about the games we played Atlanta versus PSG. PSG, the comeback. Um, Bayern versus Barcelona. Yep, that was Blitzkrieg. Um, and then Man City versus Leon. And yeah, that was, I expected that result. But yeah, what are, you, what, what are your thoughts on those games, guys? Any games in particular, particular that, yeah. yeah. Of course, we all know the game that everyone wants to speak about. <laughs> <laughs> but um, any games that you guys want to want to speak on, particularly um, Tino? I think that I think I've got an unpopular opinion, which is that the, the games have actually been really bad in terms of like the teams that we expected to actually put on a show and come prepared. They didn't really, besides Bayern Munich. But they, I mean, yeah, it was, they were clinical, but they did have a lot of help from Barcelona and Kike Setien's incompetence. And then, of course, PSG, they got the, the win in the end, but it was just lackluster. Other fixtures, Man City, as you guys say, Pep always overthinks things, compounded by Sterling and Edison, forgetting how to play football. Um, the other game? I think I'm missing one. Um, was it? Juve. Is it Juve? No, Juve, Leon. Juve, Leon. Juve, Leon. Well, I don't know what people really expected because Juventus hasn't been firing on the whole season. I wasn't really shocked about that. Um, Yeah, that's my take. It's just, I was just surprised by the low level execution. Yeah, calm, calm, calm. Goni? What are you saying, bro? I mean, uh, Tino, like, I think, I don't think it's, because obviously, you know, in football, like, you always have a chance. So I think with these games, dude, it was it was a case where, where all teams, everyone is freshened up because of the break. So, I mean, obviously, all teams had a break and all teams had starting players. So you can imagine, dude, like, with, with one leg, each and every team was almost at full strength. So there's no, like, return... There's no return fixture to like come back to and say, you know what, I'm gonna rest my let's say two or three of my best players for the next leg. So I think obviously, dude, like it, it, it gives the the smaller, let's say so-called smaller t- teams a chance uh, in the game like Leipzig and uh, and Lyon and um, you know and what do you call this? Just uh, what am I saying? I'm trying to call Bayern a small team. But it just it just <laughs> gives you a chance. <laughs> it just gives you it just gives you a better chance over one leg because 
you can execute like your your tactics and whatever not in the four ninety minutes, knowing that you've got five subs, um, you've got five subs, uh, five subs to use during the game. I mean, Leon, uh, like what I was saying, they they probably have like uh, the best, one of the best midfields in in the game right now. Uh, probably they have a decent attack and, and decent defense, but I think that's why they were able to like compete with like City is um, obviously throughout the 90 and City obviously faced difficulty you know obviously and then Atalanta Atalanta PSG same thing obviously Atlanta didn't get the result they wanted but it was a case where all those all those smaller teams can actually play for you know for that result in one day and give everything they have I think that's that's generally what I think about about these ties one-legged ties I think they should also stay like in future because it gives it gives everyone a chance and and I did like the point where about the smaller teams like I, I tweeted out yesterday and uh, before you guys grow me um, I'm a carpet of this I used to say like League One and all these um, Syria Bundesliga or Farmers Leagues but then as I thought about it I'm like of course yeah PSG Bayern Juventus they all win every single year but then if you look at it, most of the players that are coming from there, especially the French League, you look at Pepe, all the top players, all the top talents, should I say, come from the French League or the Bundesliga. But then people always say, ah, oh, no, uh, Farmers League, Farmers League. So I think on my on my part, I think I want to I want to start respecting these guys because they clearly show that we can beat Man City, who despite scoring don't even know how many goals he scored in the Premier League, over 100 and something. We can still come up here and clean them up. Same thing goes to Atalanta competing with PSG. Same thing goes with, with Leipzig, even beating Atletico Madrid. So, yeah, that, that's all I want to get out. Dan, um, with that all being said, what do you think about the, what Musa said about the one-legged tie staying? Do you think it's a good thing? Um... I think it could be a good thing to bridge the gap between um, smaller teams. The The only problem I'd have with it in the future is then it would have to be a neutral location just like this one. You couldn't do home and away legs because the unfairness of having home advantage or away advantage or whatever it is um, could play a big factor when fans do come back. So it's a tricky one. But also adding on to what he said, I think I agree that it gives the smaller teams an advantage in well, bridge the gap because like the smaller teams will come like Lyon and Leipzig and they could just play all out with no regrets because they're like ah, it's one leg let's just go for it and then now there's also pressure on the bigger teams that like PSG had big expectation on them Juventus had big expectation to play well and then now the, I think the pressure might have got to them City as well um, so I think the smaller teams had an advantage in that sense that they had nothing to lose uh, already making to the quarterfinals is big for them so yeah uh, yeah. Like yesterday, last night, I was having a conversation with my mate. And we were talking about the possibility of constructing a stadium or a campus where you could have just like all of the European campus and then like have um, your, your later stages of, for example, quarterfinals going on played at a neutral venue for UEFA, Champions League, and Europa. And then what it does is that it nullifies that sort of home advantage and gives everyone an equal opportunity, sort of like how the FA Cup in India. And how we could, we're seeing sort of balance the scales a bit uh, with this campaign in Champions League. But more importantly, I don't know if you've been watching the NBA, how they end the bubble, and basically there's no home court because there's no fans. And I think that might be the future of sports. We're at the highest like level of competition. You need something to sort of um like so that might Oh, okay. No, I actually understand. I was actually just about to ask, like I know people probably say no, no, I'm right at all. But then like with the NBA when they do the, the playoffs thing and then they have the best of if I'm not mistaken, is it six or five? And then the finals, yeah. it's, it's yeah. seven games. Do you think in football that all that would work? Um, of course, the aggregates, they that you just remove the aggregates, of course. So, would you think that that would work in football? Or they should just stick to the normal one. 
I, I think they should what stick you to mean the number as... one. Oh. What? Saying they should they should cut the games to to one leg, one leg, one leg game. Okay, so let's say for the Champions League final, of course the yeah. when you go past the group stages, they do the this uh, the playoffs thing. So it'll be like the best of three, and then um, yeah, whoever wins uh, um, progresses to the next stage, and so forth and so forth. Then when they get to the final, it's now um, the best of seven. Like similar to the NBA, I think like, I like with the with the difference in the sports. I don't know if it would work just because basketball it's a high intensity game where it's points almost every twenty seconds, and then also there's rolling subs on and off the whole time. Whereas with soccer, it's ninety minutes. It's a slower game, limited subs. So I think to do like seven games would be like a bit much. Like I think people might get a bit bored. Of watching the same teams play each other seven times, I don't know, or even three, five. I think I like the the once or final occasion. Um, it makes it more of an event for me. I yeah. agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an interesting thing. It's very interesting. Like how um, yeah, sports in general just they're constantly changing, they're evolving after like every decade. I mean, you find that last ten years ago. There wasn't this this VAR thing. There was no technology, so people would be angry. People would be peeling, especially me. So many heartbreaks. Um, <laughs> I won't go into it, but so many heartbreaks. Frank Lampard. <laughs> Frank Lampard. England 2010. Um, uh, Thierry on handball against was it was it Ireland? Um, it's, it's just so much so much drama. But yeah, um, with that being said, um, let's get into. The things I want to discuss today, and these are the Premier League awards. Um, of course, uh, by now people do get people do listen to this, but <laughs> um, the awards are already out. So yeah, but anyways, um, I think we'll just just discuss the the individual awards briefly, and then we can get to the more serious stuff later on. So young player of the year, Trent Alexander Arnold. Um, I don't think anyone has any space there. Anyone can be angry about that. I feel like Tina's gonna say no. something. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no debates. Yeah. Okay. No. All right, calm. So that that's sorted. And then. <laughs> and I just then, think. Yeah. Now, I just think, dude, like with um, with the uh, with the premo premo awards, they tend to, they take into account like a lot of things. Obviously, in the end, like obviously, like with now De Bruyne won because obviously he's um he's a quality he's a quality he's the he's been the quality like quality player of the season. But usually, most overall, they look at like players who who, who try and give the most. I mean, besides obviously putting out in the field they also look like off the field like obviously that's why Henderson was a very big picture in that uh, and I'm sure most like all of us have played football and after this time uh, you want to look for the best player who, who kind of like motivates the team also gives his best in the, in the field and and I think that's why Hendo Hendo also deserved to be mentioned like in the same bracket um, to be one of the best or the best Obviously, De Bruyne got it in the end, but I feel like Hendo definitely, if he got it, I wouldn't, I wouldn't fuss about it because he definitely led, he led Liverpool. You can't argue with, with 19, 20, 20 plus points in front of everyone, even though it was an odd year. Uh, yeah, I do feel like if Henderson did win it, then it would have been, I would have been okay with it. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Personally, personally. But all that being said, and I've said this time again, I think, yeah, Henderson, he has been key to Liverpool, of course. I cannot take over what he's done. He's captain led the side while times when he wasn't on the pitch, Liverpool weren't themselves. But if we're now going to base these awards on leadership, then, I mean, let's be real. If Man United are in this position, might as well give the award to Maguire for being legit. So... I think, as I said, he's he's done well. But then this is an individual award. 
and it's based on what the player has done over the course of the season. And I think De Bruyne is unmatched in that sense. If it was a leadership contest, yeah, of course, Anderson would win. But yeah, Tina, I know you wanted to say something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Liverpool was as resurgent as it is right now. I was. What he bought, but they even had Mo Salah, Sadio Mane. I've always respected that about him. But my thinking is um, similar to: we need to maybe create sort of an even Gerard leadership award because I feel like we need to be able to distinguish between the two. And I'm not saying that just to like um, take the piss off Jordan Henderson, but I really think we need a leadership award. Because every season you see some player that stands out and is exemplary and just, for example, this outstanding leaders, um, maybe not PFA, but definitely a leadership award and one that we can do in the highest. Yeah, fair, fair game, fair game. Um... Yeah, um, Dan, do you have anything to say? Yeah, I, I personally agree. I think also not just leadership, but also like most valuable because I feel like is there a difference between most valuable and best player? Because the award is player of the year, but often people look at it and say, who would be missed the most? But that's a definition for most valuable player, not for the best player. And I think again, distinguishing a difference. And I personally agree in that Henderson was a phenomenal captain as a Liverpool supporter and uh, one of our most valuable players. But in terms of best player, I think De Bruyne fully deserves that award. Um, he was ahead of everyone else. Yeah, hundreds, hundreds. Of course, <coughs> KDB was unmatched. Obviously, yeah. was unmatched. So yeah, um, that one didn't have any much debate. Um, and then this one. I'm going to make this one very interesting. I'm going to make it very interesting. Before we get into that one, team of the season. Now, before we pick, I'm going to throw in a loop. You can only pick one player from one club. Uh, Wait, so, so are you each picking are you our own? Yeah. Are we each picking our own player or we pick as a group? I mean, you, you guys decide. What do you want? Individually? easier because when it's now 11 clubs it might be difficult so i think let's do it as a group let's go position by position and let's just like yeah. all right fair fair so goalkeeper um hope, <laughs> hope for henderson for me i'm going henderson i'm going in dean <laughs> dean henderson yeah yeah so we all agree, Dean Anderson. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a tight one because there's there's Nick Pope there, there's Allison. Mm-hmm. But then but then one player per team, and I wouldn't pick Allison from Liverpool. Yeah. I go, the other reason I won't pick Allison, and this is not taken away from the great goalkeeper is, is that he has a far better defense than Pope and Anderson. Yeah. True. Well, Henderson has a good defense, but not as good as Liverpool. But Pope, yeah. Uh, Burnley are. Uh, <laughs> I'm putting Allison. Did I get into that? You're, you're putting Allison. Reason? Or I'm putting Allison there because I want to put an Arsenal. I want to put an Arsenal player up front. So yeah. Oh, oh fair enough. Fair enough. So it's but that's not possible. So it's three to one now. So unless he. Yep. We all had more hands. We could all come up with it. But yeah, so Henderson it is. Um, but yeah, Allison gets a close second. What uh, formation? 4-3-3. Uh, four, four, three, 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 three. Three. Okay. Left okay. back. Oof. I'm going with Luca Dini. Yeah, I like that. Or Tierney, although he didn't play the whole season, Oops. so you can't give him. Yeah, Luca Dini. Uh, I don't. I still. I still go with Trent. I mean, sorry, with Robinson. I don't. I don't think 
because obviously in as much in as much as he still had a good defense he still had probably seven seven to eight out of ten uh ratings for most of his games Luca Dean would disappear some in 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 a lot of games for for Everton even though he was captain or second captain for most of those games and you can imagine he still got a leadership role at at Everton I mean yeah. so I just think I'd put I'd put Arsenal put Robertson there in terms of in terms of left back I don't know what other me saying. For me the one is like if I was to choose one player from Liverpool straight away it's Van Dijk for me so that's why I'm steering away from other Liverpool players. No, one Liverpool. He's just lost with season and season. Pardon? I can't hear you. Couldn't hear you. My choice would be... Um, Definitely. Uh, Alright, now calm. So, what about... Yeah. So, wait, how about... So, so what about Bench? Who are I they? Think, Benny. Benny was good. Benny I think was I'd, good. I would say first half of the season he was amazing. Second half he did fade. Ah, uh, wait. Oh. Ton. I want Pereira from, from Leicester, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that, was, that would be my take on Chow um, if people were going through. So, yeah. It's a, it's a winner here. Um, Center backs. Van Dijk, <laughs> for me, is straight away. Uh... Uh, Van Dijk. What do you know? Sorry? What did you say? I didn't hear. No, Van Dijk. Oh. All right. Um, yeah, Van Dijk. I and agree. Next... Yeah, and next to him. Next to him. Mm. It's a tricky one. Well, well, there's good centre backs, but then with the limits that we have, it's okay. tricky. Um, okay, so we might have to list like all of them. So I think, uh, okay, quality CBs and, and even from the bottom teams, let's say Tyron Mings, Lewis Dunk. Who else is there? Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, uh, what about Egan? Egan, yeah, Egan, but we've already said um, Henderson. Yeah, we've said Henderson. Ah, Tarkovsky yeah. or Ben Me? Uh, maybe Tarkovsky. The thing Tarkovsky. Uh, who else is there? The South. Um, um, was okay. Um. Uh, yeah. Definitely Connor Cody. Connor Cody's in that chat. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. I thought about Connor this. Cody's in that chat. Um Spurs defense yeah. was horrible. But if it if it was a Wolves defender, I would say he Connor Cody's dope, but Bali, because if if you're choosing like a team to actually play, if you're choosing the best players, because if you're choosing a team to actually play, Cody wouldn't fit in a defense where there's four defenders. He would only fit where there's five. If that makes sense, because of the way he plays. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Even, I'm sure with two he could work, because even Bali plays within the three. No, no, but like what I'm saying is like Cody with his pace. Like he, Cody, if you watch, he plays like a sweeper. He doesn't play like a centre back, whereas Bali plays like a centre back. That yeah, that's why. Oh. I, that's why I think Cody still hasn't been selected for England. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Personally, I'm going for for Soyuncu. Yes. Actually, yeah, because if you put Soyuncu, then you tell uh, what's his name, Doherty at right back. Exactly. So yeah. Um, so that's what Henderson, Luca Digne, Van Dijk, Soyuncu. So far. Right back. Right back. Uh, me, I'm saying Matt Doherty. Okay. Okay. Because, because the other good right backs that are ahead of him, Trent, we've already chosen Virgil. One Bissaka, we're gonna choose Bruno, obviously. Um, <laughs> okay. Pereira. So Yunchu was chosen. 
I'm just saying. Uh, I think yeah, he's 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 the only decent decent right. Okay, I wouldn't say decent. He's actually like pretty good, but I think there's he's he, out of everyone, out of all the teams that are left, I think he he qualifies as a right back. I think so. So yeah, I agree. Let's put Doherty. I'm I'm kind of fit, but okay. Okay. You wanted Reese James. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for me, James. For me, James next year. But like this season, he was. I didn't play him enough. Like. I didn't see enough of him. Be able to yeah. put him. Oh, no, it's fair. It's fair. I think future he's gonna be one of the best. But on this season, he wasn't that up there. He was when he played. He was, but just the number of performances. Take that. I can take that. So that leads on to midfield. Oh, I think yeah. Bruyne. I think yeah. You can just go with the three. You can pick your three, and then we discuss. So for me, so what are we saying? Bruyne saying... okay, So yeah. On, yeah. What was going done? Yeah. I was just saying De Bruyne and Fernandez, and then we can start thinking of the other holding mid. Maybe you could always go for a trusty Kante, but yeah. Uh, if it's be... based on this season, it's tricky. But then the thing is, Fabinho, we already chose Van Dijk. Ah. Mm. Okay. Mm. Mm. James Ward-Prowse. Red. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Frost. No. I'm sure someone's gonna be angry when they hear this. Red, you're the reaction team. What are you saying, you little boy? Your your best player, even though he didn't play a lot in the over the course of the season, before lock before lockdown, he was actually like obvious. Not, Eh? In a team of the season, no, I'm, I'm a big fan of Red, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh my word! <laughs> what? I'm not that much of a hardliner. Hmm. So, so what are you saying? What's what's your pick? ADB. Let's list, let's list all the DMs, all, all the guys that do the job. So, I mean, let's start off even from the, the relegated size. I mean, oh, there's that Doug, Douglas Louise. There's, oh, there's yeah. Yen Bisuma. There's Yen Bisuma. Marvelous. Marvelous. Jefferson Lerma. Oh, that Jefferson guy. Oh, wait. Declan Rice. Oh, oh rice! Oh yes. There we go. So the midfield threes. Yeah. So Declan slots in there. Um. So what's the midfield like, Declan? Bruno Fernandes. Okay, yeah, I can take that. Um. Then up front. Nice. Oh, Bamiye. Oh, ba. Because there's. I'll put Pulisic on the left for me personally. For me personally, I don't know about you guys. Um, Pulisic, Oba, Grealish. We've chosen such um, say Maxman. I don't know. Hmm. Oba. Uh-huh. Oh no. Oba. Son. Son has mm. been injured. No. Nah. Yeah. Nah. Yeah, Bendia. That's a good option. I'll actually take that. Nah. I'm trying Maybe to think. The three forwards. The three forwards, guys. Oh, yeah, but. Delafeo. is decent. He was playing well until he got injured. Yeah. But, guys, this is not just. This is. This is like standard team of the year. Not, not just. Playing really good. 
I'm trying to think though, like right, oh, right wing. Limited. That's the thing. Oh, Obasi. Obviously, Aubameyang here because without Aubameyang, New York would have been playing in the championship. Yeah, no, 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 no. He might even, he might have even, yeah, championship, no doubt, no doubt. He'll be playing there with uh, Brentford, Brentford, and uh, and all the boys, Charlton Athletic. Now you're right, you're right. Aubameyang needs to be given his juice. That's why I think Aubameyang, Wadi and Aguero this season because he, for me, should have been. Yeah, yeah. So, what are you saying at the end? Wait, 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 wait. Hear me out. There's also still out on this one. Hear me out on this one. Aubameyang on one side, Pulisic on one side, and Ings in the middle. Yeah, that's that's doable. Because yeah. Ings has been dope. Yeah. Ings okay. with the mediocre team, not mediocre, a good coach, and a team that gives. Uh, yeah. So, I'll I'll give it. I'll give it. I'll give it to Ings. Definitely. Nah, that's fair. So that's fair. That's front three. Good front three. Okay. Yeah, so the team is Henderson at right back. Um, we have Doherty. Two central defenders, Soyonchu and Virgil van Dijk. Left back, we have Luca Dinho. Midfield three, Declan Rice in the DM with De Bruyne and Fernandes as the two number eights. And then up front you have Pulisic, Balmayang and Danny Yangs. I think that's a solid team. That's a very solid team. Solid, solid. Nah, that, that's solid. So, yeah, uh, moves us on to the next topic. And this one, oh, I saw this one trending. And I was like, yeah, some people's names need to be respected. So, I want to ask you guys. Who... Okay, and before I even ask this, remove injuries aside, this season aside, in general, just in general, who is the best striker in the Premier League? Tino. Aguero. Oba. For me personally, it's Aguero. Alright. I'm I say Oba. Oh, Aubameyang over Aguero. I'm saying Aubameyang over Aguero. Why? Why? Yes. Why? <laughs> Why? Okay, okay, okay. Obviously, you know, football. Football is definitely uh, about perspective. So I think uh, Aubameyang, Aubameyang gives me all options in the air. He gives me goals in the air. He gives me goals. He, he gets in behind. Um, left foot, right foot. Plus, when he came on, when he, when he, like, even though, like, we bought him now, like in 2018, I think, uh, mid season, he scored more goals than Aguero. And he scored more goals than Aguero. And they've, they've played similar amount of games within the league. And that's, that's obviously the point, the basis that were, that were, like, that's where we're forming our argument. So I think if the stats say he scored the most goals out of any, out of any forward since he came into the league, then there's obviously one there's there's obviously one answer and that's my striker Aubameyang. Interesting. Dan, what are you saying? I, I'm I'm saying straight up Aguero. I think I don't think there's been a more consistent striker. I think if you look at legends of the Premier League um, over the years, Aguero's for me one of the top strikers ever to play in the Premier League. He's been quality over the years, consistently scoring. Um, yeah, I think, I think, okay, people will add me at this, but I think if Aguero was playing last night, maybe City would have won. I don't know. But yeah, I think he's he's one of the best strikers in the, in the world, not just the Premier League. And Aubameyang is good, but if you're going to choose between the two, I would always choose Aguero for me. Yeah, Tina? I think even like um, what's really unselfish. He's really unselfish as a player. Could be astronomical. So there's that too. And I just think Aguero, besides being the most consistent, 
he's I don't really fear Obama when I'm playing Arsenal, but I do, and that's that's a mark of a good striker. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. In that, like, you can't when when Aubameyang's playing against for me as a, when I when I watch my team play, there's ways to mark him out. You can you can shut him out the game. Whereas with Aguero, it's it's a bit more tricky. I, I, you can you can mark him out, but you'll never fully mark him out. There's always that threat where he'll just get one shot and score. Yeah, I, I like what everyone but says. Guys, yeah. No? What, what are you forming your base, guys? Since since I understand, don't let nostalgia hit you, guys. Uh-huh. This is nostalgia, boys. <laughs> You're remembering QPR, yeah. <laughs> uh, guys, okay, no, I agree. Definitely one of the best players in the prep. Um, I think the only reason why you don't fear Oba is because he plays he plays in a in a in a very in a very mediocre team. You fear you fear like you don't fear him because you know definitely the team won't give him chances. But uh, I think as a striker and with the chances Oba gets, and ever since he's been in the league, and even in the German league, like like what you guys were saying before um, we started this about the Farmers League. And whatever, being with Lewandowski, playing against Lewandowski, you are still outscoring arguably the best, the best striker now, who's Lewandowski. So I think consistency, it'll probably go back to. I mean, obviously he was playing in a league where that's not really televised as much, so we we can't really, you know, see him day in day out. But obviously he's coming to the prem with those stats saying he was still one of the best in the world, and he came into the league here, and he's still saying I'm one of the best in the world. Because top, I think he's top five strikers. I think to have scored the most goals in the in the last five years, um, and I think in that bracket there's Lewandowski, Ronaldo, and Messi. So it only says one thing, eh? Hey? Hey, Suarez, exactly. Um, so it only says one thing. Uh, I mean, obviously we don't wanna, we don't wanna obviously base too much on stats. Because obviously Aguero is also that also that great. He's also got great stats as well. But I mean, you obviously have to combine your eye test and your stats. But I think. But Oba, to argue Oba, with you as well, like, sorry to interrupt you, but I think also yeah. like, if you look at most goals since he came to the Prem, like you count Salah since he came to the Prem has scored more goals than anyone else. But I wouldn't consider Salah one of the best strikers because he did spend a season playing up front. But for me, Salah he'll score goals. But he'll score of like eight chances, which that's what I get from Aubameyang as well. So Aubameyang scores lots of goals, but he'll score of like a lot of chances. Where's Aguero? If you give him, he's just too clinical. And Aguero, oh, but, oh, but Aguero doesn't get chances. Oh, but yes. let me tell you, Arsenal, Arsenal do not get a lot of chances. We do not create. We do not create chances. Look, go look at our chance creation for for people. I think I think Pepe 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 also who. Uh, actually, have our most chances created, and into in, in in the list, I think they're about from position seventy going downwards, which tells and those are our most creative players. So that only tells you that Arsenal do not create a lot of chances, and that's why I'm saying Oba's in that bracket, in a mediocre team, and he's still being clinical. Don't think of Arsenal, the old Arsenal that used to create gang chances. I I that old Arsenal definitely used to used to create a lot. But as of now, we've been we've been trying to defend <laughs> and rely on a striker who's obviously been been clinical for us. And the stats do say low chances created and a higher percentage on goal. So I think I think that's why Oba I'd, I, I'd pick. I'd... I think even doubt because um, we we all know what Pep does even when Aguero spent you know games that he's supposed to start he triple captain him against the weak side. All of City's chances go to Aguero. Most of the chances actually go to the wingers. Yeah, Sterling and Ikru. Yeah, that's that. the whole ratio of Aguero is, is like pretty much on par with the bar. And when it comes to that, you rely on, like you said, the eye test and the statistics. And for me, aesthetic is much more pleasing play. Yeah. 
spot one. Yeah. I like having heard everyone speak. Either for me, when I think about the best strikers, the top three I always think of in the Premier League, just to be sure. Uh, Henri, Shira, and Aguero. That's it. That's like it's done and dusted. Whoever's down there, the, you can debate it all you want. But Aguero, as you guys are saying, he's just <laughs> he's just in his league of his own. I mean, considering that at times he's injured half the time, but then he comes back and he what bags like 15 goals, 20 goals in like such a short space amount of time, and you're just like. Wow, this guy is just a fantastic player. And Aguero, like what Tino was saying, like he's not a selfish player. Like Aguero, lay it off. Um, sometimes, yeah, distribute to the to the wingers as well. He can. He's like he's a complete striker. Aguero, he can do everything. It, uh, he can score any type of goal. Just to be, just to say like that, any type of goal. Maybe I haven't seen him score a free kick. I, I've I've never seen him score a free kick. Um, but. He's just that type of player that no matter which team he goes to, he was you're guaranteed to bag goals. You're guaranteed that service. Not taking away anything from Obama. Not taking so why does why does Oba have more assists? <laughs> no, as, but Abura has been injured, so I mean we can use In that. In the league, they've got similar amount of games. Similar, but then you look at it. Yeah, yeah, go. I don't know, I was just saying, okay, we'll say Aguero, obviously, but uh, I'm just saying, Oba. <laughs> you have to take that with a pinch of salt, because Aguero doesn't need to do it. Exactly, there's that. I was just about to say that, yeah, he doesn't need to create. De Bruyne is out Aguero literally has David Silva, the best create, the best playmakers in the history of the Premier League. David Silva, De Bruyne. Bernardo uh, at some point he doesn't need exactly coming from deep that's that's why Oba that's why Oba has that extra quality to be able to create by himself and score by by himself so that means he's also in that process where he's even uplifting my team Arsenal he's actually creating as well chances for his teammates to score and he's in the captain's role so I mean but if then if we're gonna Aguero can also do that. That's what I'm saying. He can also do all those things that Obama can do. But it's just that he's got more help. Because if oh, we're yeah. not gonna do that, I know this is a totally different topic. If we're not gonna say he can do all of that, we might as well say <laughs> I was to say Stevie G over Lampard because Lampard carried Liverpool. I mean Liverpool Gerald carried Liverpool yeah. because yeah. he had the weaker team. If that's what you're saying. Yeah, yes. I think sound a bit controversial but like really the only thing that will do that Aguero can't do is a front flip <laughs> <laughs> oh my word oh, I'm actually dead <laughs> oh I uh, do know I think you're funny yeah <laughs> Uh, that, one, that one was a good one. Oh my word. <laughs> you think you're funny? <laughs> but that's facts, though. That's facts. <laughs> but now, uh, um, just just to get back, I, I honestly think that, yeah, they're both great strikers, but Aguero is just, yeah, he's just up there with the greatest. He's just up there with the greatest. He's still, yeah. I'm just like saying why Aguero for me. I do respect what he's saying. No lies detected. Mm. Exactly. Now, yeah, we always we give our respect. So, yeah. Um, so that one is, is that. Oh, but then we forgot about Harry Kane, though. Uh, uh, I forget about him. Forget <laughs> <laughs> about Harry Kane. <laughs> Now, for me, again, same as Harry Kane gets 200 chances and scores 20 goals. Like, like Harry Kane is someone who's under project. So, I'm probably the headline is Harry Kane. Yeah, fair, fair. No, exactly. 
Lizzie, do you have anything to say? On Harry. Mm-hmm. On Harry Kane. Uh, he's a he's he's a he's a, he's a proper Englishman striker. I mean, just get just get the job done. Um, but like what Dan is saying, he does get uh, a lot of chances. He's he's a lot more selfish than than all of those two, Oba and Oba and Aguero. A lot more selfish. And he still scores uh, his goals. And he scores. Yeah. Goals. So I just think, yeah, man, um, with Kane, but I think it all depends on how you, how you like football. Obviously, it's it's about opinion, and it all depends because he's done. He's proved, he's proved his case to be, let's say, uh, like maybe one of the best strikers there is now. Uh, and the consistency is there for everyone to see that okay, this guy is actually putting in the work in the field. So I guess it just depends how you how you want your your striker to be up front. But obviously yeah. now everyone has agreed that in terms of what they offer to and how they see how we see the game, we we see uh, Aguero and Oba to be to be more. They offer more. To the game in terms of how we see it so so i think yeah kane kane definitely we we should definitely respect kane i mean um in a team that doesn't win trophies at all no <laughs> uh, but i think also uh, like does yeah yeah but i think with with kane um if you compare him with Aubameyang and aguero it's it's like kane will do well in tottenham but not many other teams like for me, Aubameyang and Aguero, if you take them to almost any other EPL team, as long as the other one isn't there, they would 99% they would start. Like I, I would say Aguero and any other team would start. Aubameyang and any other team would start. Whereas Kane, I can't say that. I wouldn't put him in any team to start. He's not versatile enough for me. The style of football is just one. Whereas Aubameyang and Aguero, you put them in passing, you put them like any style, they'll be pretty much there scoring goals. Yeah, Maybe not Burnley style, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the English Atletico Madrid, yes. Um, yeah, I, I just want to get your thoughts on Harry Kane because I feel like yeah, Harry Kane is, is a great striker. I like Harry Kane, but yeah, yeah I think he's a good striker. But yeah, when when you're now, if, for me, if we're talking about him with Aubameyang and um, Aguero, I, I would I like someone. I like players who are like versatile and. I can use different different tactics and Harry Kane of course he's he's got his merits he's got these incredible strikers but like in terms of that versatility he just doesn't have that or I'm here to see it so yeah um yeah so that's what I want to hear about you have on on that front then okay this one's a bit all right um transfer season I'll, I'll just make it brief I'll just make it brief. If your club was to sign one player, just one, who would it be? I can already see someone here wants to say. <laughs> Jaden Sancho. For <laughs> United. Oh. Are you saying? starting? Tino. Tino, yeah, Tino can go. Why do I have to go first? You're, you're to know now. It's in the black. Ah. Uh. Yeah. I think it, it, it's it's a no-brainer. Um, Jaden Sancho. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Musa. Hey. Um. Yo, for my team, yo, there's, there's lots of things to fix, eh? Yo, 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 lots of things to fix. But I think uh, where we can start off is that CDM role. And I think that 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 changes a lot. Like, it changes a lot in terms of, like, a style of play. Because 
even if you do have like a, a, a mediocre like de- defense i mean you can still if you have a, like a solid base in your mid then you can definitely outright a, a, a few more games than you would at least um so uh, we have we have that uh saliba coming in obviously one of the promising young in the world right now in terms of defenders obviously not too much reliance on him because he's still young so uh, so I'd obviously go for that CDM role, and I'm thinking maybe uh, Partey, uh, Thomas Partey, because he's he's definitely he gives us a different game. He's he's solid in terms of like those tackles and interceptions. A guy who also reads play, he's he's good in distribution. Um, so yeah, I think Thomas Partey does the job. He does the job, and uh, he's definitely quick on his feet as well, which is something Ateta wants to do with the press press resistant play, playing like City. So yeah. Thomas Partey definitely the signing. If we could make one, he, he makes it at the top of the list. And Dan, um, I think there's a few. Like obviously with the rumors of Thiago, that's a very that would be a, a, a huge signing for me. But since that's probably already happening, I can say someone else. Um, <laughs> I think for me it would be a, a proper backup for the whole that can play across the front three. Um, and when looking at the names, I think for me the first name that I can think of that can play all three would be Memphis Depay, um, playing right, left, or down the middle. I think that would be a, a very good signing for us. Um, I can't think of anyone else who's available that would be an option. Like obviously, you could dream and say Mbappe or whatever it is, but I think maybe realistically for me the number one choice would be Depay if that was to happen that would be dope interesting I just didn't think about Memphis um nah, that's interesting ah, um for me I just, <laughs> I um I'll probably Keeper and this is a fantasy signing very fantasy signing but um, if I don't, yeah, if I don't have standing, um, I'm not looking anything further than our black. Ah, but that's that's really, it's not realistic at the moment, like 10 to 20 percent chance. But then, with that being said, I think like just in general, keeper, I'll probably say Onana because yeah, as you've all known about the guy, I will not say on this on this podcast his name. It's the Spanish guy. I'm not gonna say his name. Um, he's not done a good job. So, yeah. And uh, <laughs> I can see that it's really long. <laughs> Spaghetti and, but yeah, I think I'd I'd go for Onana. Um, yeah, he would improve our team. Of course, he's he's still young and he's got lots of potential and he's got he's got room to improve. He's not the finished article. But he'll definitely improve Chelsea and it'll be a worthwhile signing for the next, I don't know, 10 years. So, yeah, I would go for, for Nana. Nana will find it quite easy to simulate him to the best team. CX already there. Taki Yafiko might be on his way. Is he Taki? Yeah, might, yeah. Yeah, he... I mean, yeah, being surrounded by all those players, I mean, that's the elephant team. He's going to make think he'll be fine. Exactly. So yeah, I'm now I'll go for for Nana. And just to wrap it up, um, just to finish it off. Ah, the signing of the season and the flop the season. We'll start with the flop first. Who is flop of the season? They have flop of the season. Pepe? Pepe! <laughs> Wait, flop transfer up there? Um, you can say transfer. Okay, let's say transfer, transfer. Okay, so transfer this season. Right? Yeah. You can go first. Yeah, go first. Me? Mm, yeah. No, the guy behind you. There's no... <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, I'm thinking. I'm trying to think of transfers now. One uh, thing about me is a horse. I'm also trying to think. 
When did David Luiz go to Arsenal? Was it this season? This season. Yeah. Oh, Luiz definitely a very good candidate there. <laughs> that was uh, oh. redeemed himself. He redeemed. He redeemed himself a little what? bit. And you? It was a free transfer, wasn't it? Oh, Luiz. Yeah, it was a eight. No, eight million. No, eight yeah, million. eight million. Eight million. Okay, yeah, I have my name. I have my name. Yeah, <laughs> and I think for me, the flop. Not saying taking anything away from the player because I think he's a dope player, but I think Dombele to Tottenham was a big flop because he's such a yeah. good player and he can't bring anything at Tottenham and he went for like sixty million to do nothing the whole season. So I think for, as a flop, that's that's my choice. Okay. Fair enough. And the signing of the summer for you, Dan? We'll just we'll stick with you. The signing, I think, the summer for the the, the season. The season, whatever. Yeah, I don't even know. I said okay. some uh, season. Then for me, that's a no-brainer. I hate to say it, but probably Bruno because he single-handedly changed the, the team for me. So yeah. All right, all right. Uh, come, Tino. Flop. I'd agree with Dan and Dombello because he's a player with talent, but it's fine because top clubs. Um, but I'd also maybe even say um, Jetson Fernandez, who also joined from Benfica, young player, mm. killed his career potentially by going to Spurs. Um, yeah, those two for me. Two very bright young midfielders who really harmed their careers by going to Spurs. And then my signing of the season. I'm not going to pick someone from United. Um, then there's no one else, really. Um, Pulisic. Does Pulisic really count, though? Well, technically, because he came this season. But, like, there was a band, so I don't know. It's confusing. <laughs> Yeah. Such a winner. Because I feel like if Pulisic had started every game, then he probably would have been finished in for a shot. Because he was outstanding. His best. So Pulisic and Bruno. And come. Musa? Yeah. Um, I definitely agree with uh, Dombele and Fernandez. I mean, which which just proves that uh, Mourinho is a he kills players, he kills players, especially young players. Ah, uh, amen. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes, tell them they should know. Mourinho kills players. Um, I think Mina, Minamino as well. Uh, uh, obviously, it's a lot difficult when you're coming in half half season, but. Uh, uh, I mean, I don't know what role he was given in terms of the squad, but when he, whenever he's come on, he hasn't really proved anything. Uh, so I'll label him a flop. But definitely the, the biggest flop, and in terms of contribution uh, to the team and price tag, which unfor- unfortunately, like we have to look to, like there's, there's no other. Because I mean, obviously, if you're paying big bucks, then you expect some sort of big return. And I think that, that goes to Dombele. Uh, arguably one of the best DMs in the world when he was at Lyon and going when he comes to Tottenham and then things just fall to shambles so so yeah I think that's that he's definitely the flop um, so and in terms of like uh, the signing signing of the season uh, as in, in as much as I hate United it, it has to be it has to be Bruno uh Bruno, Bruno just came in, and things with United, they, you could you could see there were a team that struggled against against the smaller opposition, where where you can't really go toe to toe. They sit with the with the two low blocks, and you wouldn't have that person, or it wouldn't be, and even if you have Pogba, it's it wouldn't be enough uh, for them to break the opposition down. So with Bruno, with Bruno and Pogba, he's made he's even made Pogba even better. He's, so now they take greater risk going forward. So I think that's what allows them to beat these smaller these smaller teams again and even still go toe-to-toe with the big clubs. So I think, yeah, definitely it, it goes it goes to Bruno in as much as I hate United. Uh, 
yeah yeah very game very game i think for me signing of the summer uh, why do you keep saying summer uh, of the season <laughs> Um, yeah, as much as yeah, I hate United, I'm not gonna lie to you, Tina, and all that, but uh, <laughs> I just have to say, Bruno, I think because yeah. United, I mean, that all of you hate United, Chelsea, Liverpool, Arsenal, come on, <laughs> I was looking really because you chat Gaka, that's the thing, like. The thing is, just to divert a bit, like with Liverpool, I have, I have no problems. If I've always said that if I was if I was in a Chelsea fan, I'd support Liverpool. Um, yeah, Liverpool. Arsenal, Liverpool. I mean, my family there two people support Arsenal, and I always trolled them, so it's not fun anymore. And Arsenal are just Arsenal are a cool club. I've learned to appreciate it. Um, Man United on the other hand, like yo. You guys, the fans talk a lot. I know, yeah, we can't hate, play, but the fans irritate me a lot. If I post this on my, on this thing, everyone's like, ah, no, Sancho, oh, now we beat you this. So it's like, come on, bro, come on, sis. So that's why I don't like Man United. Great club, but yeah, the fans quite something but anyway so I was signing up some outside Bruno there's another um, option technically you can technically talk about also Danny Ng signed this summer technically and also Raul Jimenez signed this summer as well just there's other options to bring because we all were struggling to think so it's like runner ups I would say those those two oh. Yeah, good. I think that's fair. That's fair. And then other, another flop for me is also Joe Linton. Um, just because that was like mm. Yes. Exactly. I was actually just about to put him along with Dombele and... Yeah? People aren't going to be happy about this, but Harry Maguire. I am not a fan of Harry Maguire. You <laughs> <laughs> sound like breaking, bro. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah, I think yeah, flop of the season. Yeah, I would say Dombele and Joe Linton, but more to to Joe Linton. And I think with Dombele, yeah, he came for a big price, and think big things are expected from. I think also that I would also consider that maybe coming from the French league, um, adapting to Poch, um, would have taken up time. And then when Posh left and Mourinho, like Mourinho, of course, you knew that Mourinho doesn't like stylish players. So it was really dead in the water with him. So, yeah, um, I'd, I'd maybe just cut him some slack. But at the same time, he also didn't justify the tag. So I would put him there. But for my flop of the season, definitely Joe Linton. Um, I mean, he's come for like 40 mil and he scored like what? Two goals. Two goals. Yeah, two goals. Sebastian, Sebastian Haller. The guy oh. came for like 30-something more and scored like three goals. Like, yeah. yeah, him as well. But yeah, Joe Linton, he's got like two goals. And I mean, yeah, of course, Newcastle aren't the prettiest team in terms of football-wise. But yeah, it's still, it's not, not good enough for, <laughs> for yeah. that price tag, especially for Newcastle. So yeah, um, that's just about it you guys um you know uh thank you so much for taking part in this i did enjoy this quite a lot um and yep um to everyone else who's listening oh i forgot um where can they find you guys on instagram twitter edc if you guys want to share that um tino oh yeah yeah you can go Meet. That's my Twitter. That's my Instagram. I come, Musa. Twitter is um, Agent Gortes. Agent, and then N Gortes, N G O R T E Z. Yeah. Then my Instagram is Keith Keith Ngoni. Yeah. Alright, and Dan. Ah, uh, just Dan Hardy on IG. 
Alright, now calm, calm. So yeah, they have with you guys the handles. Um, if you want to hear more um, thoughts and opinions, these guys you can follow them. I don't know, even if you don't want to hear the thoughts and opinions, you can still follow them. They do a lot of trolling sometimes. Um, <laughs> I, I'm a victim of that sometimes, and I do take part most majority of the time. Because um, your so. team is full of wastemen. <laughs> You know what, uh, next time, next time, well, actually, I know, I'll, I'll, I'll have a nice no, no, I'll, So, <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah, thank you so much for you. Yeah, um, let's keep going, let's keep going. Um, see you guys later. Thank you. It's been dope, guys. All right.